0: Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. Located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m. you'll find us on 99.5 FM on your radio dial or kkla.com. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Certainly we thank and praise him for this is today that the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad in it. The words of a song says, I love you, Lord. I worship and adore you. Just wanna tell you that I love you more than anything. If you're looking for a church home, growth, ministry, I wanna invite you to join in with us and be blessed with us. We're gonna go into the word of God Certainly he has been good to all of us. There's not one person, saint or sinner, that can say he has not. When we look back and think about all that God has done for us, he's awesome in all his ways. The Bible said that he causes the rain to come upon the good and the bad. He also provides the sunshine for the same, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever you want to, you know, because somewhere we were found at one time or another in that particular category. But look at God and what he has done. Now we're in the book of Genesis touching on what is referred to as the law of particularization. And so we're moving from the general to the particular the three areas of the universe, earth and man, And you know, now that I think about it, as I'm looking at this from from the inside out, we should have the spirit. So it should be universe, uh, which embodies everything around the earth. Uh, Earth, man, and spirit we should be talking as well because the spirit realm is not something that we should ignore. And not that we've been ignoring it, but we have not, we should emphasize it more. That's what I'm trying to say. We should emphasize the fact that that the spirit, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of man, angelic beings are all present and so we cannot ignore the spirits we cannot ignore the fact that the bible said that that the worlds were framed and so I don't I don't want to just I know we can lump that into universe but I, I want to distinguish that that we are surrounded by Spirit The Bible is very clear that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. You have to stop and think about what does that mean? What does that mean? Spirit and in truth. And so we're touching the creation, which came about by spirit. And the principal person who is the cause of all things is a spirit the designing mind behind all things is a spirit god is a spirit and we have uh, within us his breath that's how we uh, paul told one uh when he came across the in Antioch, and it talks about how they were worshiping. They 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 went around believing and seeking different philosophies, as so many do today. And he told them. He said he came to a a, a part of where there was a statue or some writing that said to the unknown god. And tonight. He is an unknown God to many. Not to everyone, not to all of us, but to some. They may have heard of the Lord. They may know that God is, but there's no relationship. So he is unknown to them. I like watching basketball. I don't spend my my hours watching it, but I like watching it every now and then just like I like watching football and i could name a few players but i know nothing about them besides what their stats are well when we get into the word of god we're talking about god's stats i can talk about his stats all day long with a comfort that there is a relationship that is being nurtured the only relationship you have um Well, actually, you don't have a relationship. It's an imaginary relationship with professional athletes is that you you follow them. They don't see you follow them. They just know that, you know, the TV stats that maybe that's told to them and, you know. But you don't know them personally and they don't know you personally. If you pass by them, you get all excited. Oh, there is. uh, And there is. And oh, wow. Did you see you get very excited? because you saw them for a moment. Maybe you saw them close enough to even take a picture with them. I'm taking a picture right now um, and my name has been written and has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. They don't have a Book of Life to write you in. Matter of fact, they're seeking to be, some of them are seeking to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Some of them are not seeking it, but they're hoping that their name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. Well, let's go on. Genesis 7, 1 through 10, it says, and the Lord said unto Noah, come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take of thee by sevens, the male and the and his female, and the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of fowls also of the of the air by seven, the male and his female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. That right there gives you, explains to you, identifies the purpose or reiterates the purpose of male and female partners, to keep the seed alive upon the face of all the earth that stops when it becomes male and male, when it becomes female and female. The seed is not able to be kept alive upon the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. And Noah was 600 years old when the flood waters was up on the earth, and Noah went in, and his sons, and his wife, and his wife, and his son wives, with him into the ark, because of the waters of the flood. Of clean beasts, and of beasts that are not clean, and of fowls. Of everything that creepeth upon the earth, there went in two and two unto the ark, unto Noah, into the ark. They went to Noah and into the Ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. I'm also going to read from Acts 27 and 31. Paul said unto the centurion and to the soldiers, "Set these abide in the ship. You cannot be saved. If I stopped right there, it would not be short of a message that you have and can receive with clarity. Noah was called into the ark. God gave him specific instructions. And except you abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. We need to get inside now. We need to get inside now. Not later. Later is not promised to you. It's not promised to me. So we need to get inside right now. Now, getting inside the ark is different from getting on top of the ark. It's different from hanging on the side of the ark. It's different. It's different than um, any other. Tying yourself to it. Just... You know, uh, the, the Bible uh, tells us, and in, in, um, matter of fact, here you can find the scripture. The Bible tells us that they didn't know. Uh, they did not know what was transpiring. See, they, they heard it was going to rain. They, they heard about the judgment of God, but they really did not know. Uh, just like you are hearing and have heard about the judgment of God. And we imagine it, we read in the scripture, but until you experience a thing, whether it's work-related, you know, you might be learning something and then you start practicing it and you're experiencing it and you're like, oh, wow, ooh. You've been told that you need soul salvation. You've been told to get baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. You, you may have heard that, and then one day you you got baptized, and it's like, ooh, I feel brand new. Uh, someone when, when Paul when Peter told them on the day of Pentecost um, Acts two and thirty eight to be repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name. He had a good understanding of what Jesus meant by remission of sin in His name and repentance in His name. He had a good understanding of what Matthew's twenty eight. 19 I believe it is that says uh, go into teaching them and baptizing them in the name of the Father son Holy Ghost he understood that that name was Jesus not titles father title son title Holy Ghost And you won't find any place in the Bible where they baptized under titles And baptism is for admission, but they but you don't know that You don't know the refreshing or what that means until you experience it. I'm not talking about sprinkling of water. I'm not talking about washing your hand at the at the basin uh, like they did in the Old Testament. I'm talking about merging as as when they walked through the uh, Red Sea, as many that passed through the Red Sea were baptized in his name. And you'll find that in Corinthians. I'll let you search that out. The earth was filled with violence. So there was killing, destroying, physical harm to oneself and others. The earth was filled with corruption, degeneration, dishonesty, illegal behavior. But there was also grace, justification, sanctification, glorification. The Bible said that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The message was clear then and it is clear today. Something is going to happen. And to be saved, you must get inside the ark of safety. I like what I believe is in Jeremiah that says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run into it and are safe. The conditions are ripe. The conditions are ripe for judgment against evil, and judgment for righteousness. The conditions are are, are ripe. There, uh, they are. I'm trying to think of the right word to use there, but. Yesterday they were right, and today things have increased. The Bible said, And the and the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. When I was growing up, I used to hear them sing a song: None but the righteous shall be saved. None but the righteous. I used to hear my Godmother and, my God and godfather and and others singing uh none but the righteous and you know and, and it would stir your heart up because you deep down inside it was pulling at the strings of your heart and you were saying i want to be righteous i want to be saved i don't want to be lost i don't want to die and go to hell. I don't wanna die and go to hell and then hell afterwards is going to be pulled up and then cast into the lake of fire. I heard a well-known minister teaching a very large congregation that God's not gonna put nobody in hell and they be consumed with fire. Well, what what is hell? The Bible said the rich man went to hell now Jesus is the one telling them the uh, telling them about the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man went to hell, and he asked, "Could Lazarus, who was resting in the bosom of Abraham, dip his finger in some water and cool my tongue, because I am tormented in the flames?" But yet this minister has more insight. I won't say his name. But he has more insight than what Jesus had. For him to make that statement that no one will be tormented and flame, and people is clapping, and but knowledge puffs you up. Knowledge will have you lying because you'll exer Jesus or you'll ice Jesus. In other words, you will add something to the word of God that should not be there, or you'll take something away from it that you should not be messing with. None but the righteous, none but the righteous shall see God. Then they will go on and say, take me to the water. Take me to the water. Take me to the water to be baptized. That was one of the baptism songs. And so Noah, the Lord said, I see righteousness before me. I see you. You want the Lord to see you. You. Noah had a relationship with the one that could save him. Noah was not living a a sumptuous presumptuous life uh the the psalmist said lord keep thy servant from presumptuous sin i I don't want to live a life where i just assume that you know it's okay for me to do this you know it's okay for me to indulge in this uh you know god's gonna be all right You, you know he's gonna forgive me if i am wrong don't make that assumption lord keep me from presumptuous sin I don't want to take the risk At any age Now I was foolish in my young age I was foolish I don't mind saying that Because I know I'm not alone So there's no Condemnation now Because God had I'm not foolish Nope Mm -mm. Nurturing a relationship with the Lord The one that can save me But in my foolishness, I I didn't think like this. And it's important that we teach our children the same thing. Don't think that you're invincible. Don't think that nothing cannot happen to you, that you cannot be lost. Noah had a relationship with the Lord. And many many times we're reading the scripture and we're reading about people, they were in their youth nurturing a relationship. How about you? Are you nurturing a relationship with the one and only that can save you? Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah decided to be a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of He decided to be a friend of God and they had a an understanding. They had an understanding. It wasn't one of those understanding that I do what I want to do and when I want to do it, you know, and I'll speak to you and say hi, you know, as I pass by, you know, it wasn't that type of understanding. It was not a relationship that we can go out and and, and intermingle with others and then come back home and, and sleep in the same bed or sleep in separate rooms under the same roof. It was not that kind of relationship. now god never lost sight of us or never lost sight of the dilemma that was that was occurring noah was not living with blinders on either he understood the situations too he made a well informed decision to listen further to what god had to say and obey him do you have a made up mind are you listening to what god has to say and obeying him that's the thing that that gave him grace that's the thing that gave him favor with god was his obedience it was obvious then and it's obvious today the earth was corrupt filled with violence the population has grown since then so there's more corruption and there's more violence. Matthews 24, I'm going to read the 12th verse here, 12 and 13. He said, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure to the end is saying, shall be saved. Your love, you still love your brother, no matter what their complexion is. You love them because they sinned. You love them even though they may have cussed you out. You love them even though they hurt your feelings. You still love them. And guess what? Love covers a multitude of fault. That ought to hit home with each one, uh, each child of God, that love covers a multitude of fault. Remember one day, uh, maybe not too long ago, it was you. That was committing some of the same act that others have committed all of a sudden people get uh join uh, become part of the church and say that 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 they're, that they're now living a saved sanctified life and some of them not all but some of them forget where god has brought them from and so they have a, a sort of a resentment Uh, About what others, it's not the individuals, not the person. Remember, we were all tainted with sin. I was born in sin. I came out my mother's womb. Shaping in iniquity. I was messed up when I entered the world. Because of the sin. That was existing prior to my arrival. But God knew that when i did enter into the world and through all of our shenanigans the day would come when his goodness would lead us to repentance matthews 24 39 30 37 39 says but as the days of noah were so shall the coming of the son of man be so jesus is using a comparison to the days of noah for as in the days that were before the flood they were eating were drinking, they were marrying whomever, whatever, however they, they did what they wanted to do and, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. When Noah and the family entered into the ark, everybody was, the people was off doing their thing. Do you, boo, boo, I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. And they did not know. The Bible said they did not know until the flood came. In other words, it caught them off guard. Even though they were told it's going to rain, they were told that uh, drip drop. You know, however, he gave a subject. You know, sometimes I, I, I look at people how they're caught up into the subject matter, the subject uh, that what right, we need to be caught up in the Word of God. So, if the message was was from Noah and, and that he preached every day, it's going to rain, and he didn't change that subject title. It's going to rain. Uh, that that's enough right there. That he did not have to keep changing the title to, to draw the interest of people. But that's the where we are because of unbelief. That's where we are because people have ears, itching ears to hear something different. I'll give you a secret here. It's not really a secret, but it could be. The Bible says that uh, that the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. God can take the same message and you use the same theme over and over again and you'll get something new out of it each time. That's when you're nurturing a relationship with him. It's just like when you eat food, the body knows that there are certain nutrients and how to extract those nutrients into each part of the body where it is needed. I I walk, I run, I go to the gym, I I do a lot of, I do what I need to do and and I love, that's my me time. But I also uh, take uh, turmeric because the body needs it for, the joints. It needs it for the inflammation. It needs it to help relax and to remove the tension that is it. There are things that we take for our natural bodies. What about your spirit man? What are you giving your spirit man to help him? Hmm. They were given in marriage until Noah entered the ark and take them all away. So shall the coming of the son of man be. Don't lose focus of what the Lord has said or has said to Noah and what he is saying to you. And the Lord said unto Noah, come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Uh, the Bible said that the that at the trump of God the, the, the shout voice of the archangel, the trump of God, the dead in Christ, shall rise first. And then we which are alive shall be caught up. Whether I'm alive or resting, I am going to be caught up because of his righteousness. Now, let me touch something right here because people say, well, uh, my salvation is based upon the righteousness of Christ. That is true. That is because the shedding of his blood is what brought about the remission of sin. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin and his blood was not tainted. That is the righteousness that you need in your life. But it is a responsibility of each one of us to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. And this is your reasonable service. The Bible said without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Without holiness, you will not see him, period. The Bible doesn't give us an, an excuse. In other words, you're not going to abide in his presence. Genesis six, Nope. I mean, uh, Genesis two, and every clean beast shall thou take thee by seven, and the male and his female, and of the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. And the fowl also of the air by seven, the male and the female, to save and to see upon the earth, uh, upon the face of the earth. Now, according to our day and time, the new norm is that is that it is not necessary to have male and female, because two men. Uh, will get together and one of them will act like a female. Change their voice, their posture, how they act, how they move, uh, facial expressions. Same thing with with the females. Two females get together. One will uh, all of a sudden start acting mannish. I don't think the animals are making a mistake. The animals get it animals get it. The farm animals, they get it. It's something about us. It's called sin. It's called sin. A degeneration of what God has planned and what he has given and what he has said. Genesis 6, 19 and 20 says, And of every living thing of the flesh, two of every sort thou shalt bring into the ark and keep them alive with thee. And and they shall be male and female of fowls of the after their kind of the cattle after their kind of every creepy thing after its kind of every sort shall come unto thee. So to keep them alive. The animals obeyed what God said. They knew what was about to take place. Verse 4. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights and and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. He has a right to do it because it is his. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell upon him. Who believed Noah besides his wife, besides his son, his and his son's wives, and the animals? Who else believed? Who else? How, do you, what about you? Do you believe tonight? Do you believe? Some don't believe the word of God. They don't believe it enough to change. Are you willing to take a chance? Are you? What about the the images that they had in that day? Did the images save themselves? Today, people are worshiping molded images and philosophy and psychology and they ignore the breath sent to them. The breath says that they are someone sovereign. The statue, the molded image that was created does not have breath and neither did it give you breath. Neither is it communicating to you and stimulating your mental faculties, but yet you worship an image. It's October 19, 2022. Who believes the word of God? Second Peter three, again at the first verse said, "The second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which to stir up your pure mind by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this." Or knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? That's what people are saying. Well, I can see the signs, you know, and some will say acknowledge that you know the violence and different things that they see must be a sign in the time, you know, things will stir people up when there's an earthquake and when there's some other type of catastrophe. You better think about the word of God. Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, our ancestors, people that told us this before uh, have fallen asleep, all things continue as they were since the beginning of creation. And uh, you know, nothing has happened, nothing's gonna happen. And uh, you know, people have been saying that and someone asked me, I uh, said, when are you gonna stop believing in that old book? Well, this book has not yet fulfilled all of the promises that God has made. And so I will not stop believing in it. For this they willingly are ignorant. In other words, they want to ignore it. That by the word of God, the heavens of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the worlds that then was being overflowed uh, with water perish. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept and stored. Why hasn't things happened? Because God has it in, on pause, it's reserved and it's reserved unto the fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So Peter told the church, that's what he told them that was walking around time, it's the same, it's nothing that's going on, it's the same as it was, and you know, I'm not gonna believe that, and this is the new normal. I've heard radio personalities talk about how uh, the Bible is outdated, the church need to come up to the standard of where we are today and what society has accepted. You must be a fool. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. If you say that the standards of God are outdated, are antiquated, and that uh and that we need to change it, then you really don't believe the word of God. And it is the fool that has said in their heart, there is no God. When you believe what God is saying, you believe God's words, you don't make statements like, Well, you know, that's outdated. You know, it's all right for today and this day and time. Uh, you know, um, as one, uh, I was watching a, a comedian and, and uh, he wasn't all that funny. He's funny in his movies, but he wasn't all that funny as he started talking about, well, I, I explained to my daughter that, you know, it's all right. You could you be accepted, you know, and, and uh, yeah, we're we going to love our family. We're going to love our children. We're going to love one another. But there are some things that are not right. God said it's not right. And I I have to side with God. I'm going to side with him. I'm not gonna side against him. And I don't believe anyone that is going to be saved is going to side with him when it comes down to what he says is right and what he says is wrong. No excuses not a not an argument it's just a fact Noah did according to all that the lord commanded him can you will you are you willing to do all that the lord has commanded you to do that doesn't mean that he's telling you to build an ark but he is telling you to get an ark mm-hmm. he is saying abide in the ship or she will not be saved. Only those that abide in the ship will be saved. Noah heard what God was saying. Do you have a listening ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church? The Bible said he didn't have an ear. Let him hear. Are you hearing what God is saying? Noah was six hundred years old when the flood waters uh, was up on the earth, and Noah went in, and his sons, and his wife and his son's wife with him, they went into the ark. They got into the ark. The animals were smart enough to hear what God was saying. They listened, they got in the ark too. Those, the angel, the Bible says the angel locked the door. No matter what Noah heard on the outside of the ark. What he heard through the windows of the Ark. The scratching sound, the pandemonium, the screams, the holler, all that was transpiring in that moment. The cries and calls for help from a generation of people that would not hear, would not grab hold to the um with the lifesaver, you know, in the movies they throw the lifesaver out in the water, would not hear when uh, when, when when they were being told they turned a deaf ear. The Bible tells us that that when we turn a deaf ear, that there's a great possibility when our calamity come upon us that God also would turn a deaf ear and even mock us. He has feelings too i've learned that for myself and i've learned a deep lesson about that you have feelings think about your feelings think about how you feel toward god and how god feels toward you He, he loves you enough that there's a sobering this sober teaching joyous brings about sobriety, sometime dancing, sometimes shouting. In any flavor, it's still gonna lead to righteousness. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your word this, on this Wednesday afternoon Lord God, we we bless you, Lord, for what you have done and what you're going to do. We know, Lord, that you are coming again. Lord, we know and we understand that you're looking for a people, a people that are obedient, people that are not just taking life for granted and doing what they want to do, how they want to do it, when they want to do it, and then saying that you're fine with it. Lord God, we understand, Lord. We understand. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, and so we're praying and asking, Lord, that you would help us, Lord. Help us to live and to walk the same as Noah. Lord as he lived and walked for you. He found righteousness. Lord God, and we thank and praise you, Lord, for your kindness. We thank and praise you, Lord God, for each one that tuned in and those that will tune in later lord jesus we thank him praise you lord lord god continue to lead us and to guide us in your path of righteousness in jesus name amen god bless you continue to pray for me as i am praying for you uh, dr Jed. God, god bless you sir uh, hello back to you uh, richardson and and others that have joined in john and, and so thank god for you listening appreciate it uh, continue to pray for us if you're in the area we're at 524 east Pasadena street in the city of pomona uh, continue to tune in and and our, our prayer is that as same as god he said i would that no man would perish amen bless your lord jesus thank you savior mighty god now may the grace of god and the sweet communion of the holy ghost rest Mm -hmm. rule and abide henceforth now and forevermore in jesus name amen